This must be the year that we get it done. Amen. This must be the I, I'm just going to take a little bit of time to elaborate a little bit more on the word this morning. So won't you go with me to just uh, Proverbs chapter number 3 and verse number 9 and 10. And of course this morning we are speaking on our first fruit conference and on our first fruits that we have pray, prayed for uh, during this whole week and have just prepared um, in our time together. And I must just say, you know, before I maybe even start in the Word of the Lord, you know, we saw record amounts of people this week coming to pray. They say, if you want to know how popular God is in a church, then look at the prayer meeting. And then I feel very encouraged because God is then very popular at Empower Church. Amen. So I give yourself just a round of praise for that. So literally thousands of people coming. It makes my heart so full. Uh, Proverbs chapter 3 verse number 9 to 10 says this. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be full to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all of your crops. Then your barns will be full to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. I, I believe that as we, you would remind, be reminded that I said in a, a Sunday or two past that 2024 has to be the year that we see Psalm 126 coming to pass where 2023 might have been a year of sowing but 2024 has to be a year of reaping it. I hope I get more amens than that. Um, and so this morning as we are speaking about first fruits, it is very important for me because every year we have done this for the last four, five, six years or so. And every year we have seen the expansion of the Lord because we honor God first. Uh, I can say it without fail. We have seen um, the expansion. We have seen the increase. Uh, and with that, of course, trouble. But um, what is expansion of our trouble? I don't think it maybe works like that. But we have seen the expansion of the Lord. And maybe the first thing I just want to say it this morning, that God is His own economical system. God is His own economical system. God is the source. Often Christians say, uh, God can do all things. It's a, it's a nice saying, but it's not true because God cannot be second. I'll say that again. Often as Christians we say, God can do all things. No, He can't. He can't be second. He can only be first. One thing he cannot do, he cannot be second. One thing he cannot do, he cannot share you. He won't. He refuses. He wants to be first. Come on, save me first. And so as I say again, God is, uh, God is his own economical system. He's the source. And as you sit here this morning um, in the second service, you have to know that God has given you certain things. It is a gift. For example, um, God controls things like your breath. God controls things like your heart. God controls things like your body. God can control it. In other words, the all that I am is because the Lord has given it to me. Right? Um, and I, I want to just use a, a demonstration that, that will help you to understand because we are going to place the Lord first in our first fruits this morning, but we have to gain understanding of the Word of the Lord. 
And may I, may I say that God wants you not just to prosper in health, you have to prosper in all things. Say me, all things. So you have to prosper in your relationships, you have to prosper in your finances, you have to prosper in all things, not some things, all things. Because He's not Lord of some, He's Lord of all. Is there anybody that's with me? So He's not just the Lord of a certain area of my life, He's Lord over all the areas of my life. He's Lord of all or He's not Lord at all. Okay, it's going quiet. He's Lord of all or He's not Lord at all, right? So I want to use Pastor Shaman just as an example again this morning. Won't you give it a God bless you as she come? Okay, I want to I want to demonstrate it to you that that you understand, and my prayer is that you will be gain understanding this morning. Right? In my hand, I have twenty, well, ten to ten twenty rand notes. Okay, it's a low budget demonstration, but you'll get it. Okay, I am this. Imagine just for me for a moment. I I am the source. If I, what I've just said, I am the source, right? And according to the Word of the Lord, the Bible says that God is the source and I am the steward of what He gives to me. Is there anybody here that's with me? I am a manager and I can tell you how to increase what, what He gives you. Um, but let's start with the, the basic principles first. So I'm a source and as a source, I give the whole to Charmaine, to Pastor Charmaine. Now, she is in possession of 10, 20 rand notes. Are you there? Are you with me? Please note that before I called her up, she has done nothing to deserve the finances. It is a gift from me to her because I'm the source and she's the steward. Come on, don't go so quiet in the second service. The first service are much more alive. Um, I'm the source and she is the steward. Now I want to ask a question in the second service. Of the 10 that I've, of the 10 that I've, that I've given to her, which, which of those 10 belongs to the Lord? The first one, right? So now she gives me back one. She gives me back the first one. If we would have done it like this, just quickly hand it all back again. If we would have done it like this, here's the first one I give her, and then comes all the other nine. Now she is the possessor of all of them. Now I'm the Lord, and I want you to I want to clarify something. I'm the Lord, I am a source. Right? But you have to be resourced. If I'm the source and you are to be resource, then your life is about my vision and not your vision. Is there anybody with me here? Many are the plans of a man's heart, but the purpose of the Lord prevails. God can only bless the purpose that He has for you and not our plans that is not according to His purpose. Right? Now it works like this, according to the Word of the Lord, Matthew uh, 6 tells us this, Luke 17 tells us this, if she hands me back the first one that hit her, what happens, I still leave the 90 with her, but this is what happens. 
as the source now, I bless the 90 and I place my spirit upon the 90. If my spirit is not upon the 90, the spirit of mammon stays on the whole. So if she keeps this, she can keep it, it's hers, she can keep it. Oh, it's not hers, let me reword. Um, she can keep the whole, but then the spirit of mammon rests on the whole. Jesus says you can either serve God or you can serve mammon. Mammon is what, it was an ancient deity of ancient Babylon. And Babylon literally means to babble on. And it also means uh, Babylon exemplifies or shows us a people that try to reach God without God. And God dispersed their language. Is there anybody with me? So if mammon is a spirit, I just want to give you a quick introduction. If mammon is a spirit, the only way that I can redeem my finances is I have to place another spirit on it. Come on guys, are you there? Because I can either serve God who is a spirit or I can serve mammon who is a spirit. Mammon makes his children loyal by lack. God makes his children loyal by love. It's a difference. Okay. Now this is what people do. Many people are in the church but not in the kingdom. Okay, are you okay? Still born again? Here's the problem. Now I, if she gives me again the, the first one, and I'll show you out of the Bible now, if she doesn't give the first, what happens is that the other nine is not redeemed. It's going to go quiet. I'll prove it to you out of the Scripture. But if, if she does give me the first, I'll put my spirit upon the nine and I'll redeem the nine. Now it becomes redeemed. The foolishness, I would say, is this, that we keep back just one of the, please note, I just have one. She's got nine. The foolishness is of why people are not tithing and not presenting their first fruits is because they put faith in the, in the one ten that they hold back. They believe this will let them come by in the month. It's ridiculous because the Lord is the source. Come on guys, do you understand what I'm saying? So we put, if, if she keeps, and last demonstration, then you can give her a massive shot of applause here. If she keeps all of it, she declares herself independent from me. And she says, listen, it's all mine. I don't need you as a source. I think it's unwise if the source is the giver and she is responsible for the management of what I give as a source. Are you guys with me? Anybody with me? You, are you getting it? Okay, come on, give, give uh, Pastor Shamaina, God bless you. And she can keep the... Low budget meeting, thank you. Yeah, come on, she, she got it. The principle that I just showed you, we find it in Genesis chapter number four. There's other scriptures for that as well. 
where the scripture says the, the following, please listen carefully. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. But Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and their land. And the Lord respected Abel, but he rejected Cain. Why did the Lord reject Cain? The Lord rejected Cain because Cain brought an offering where Abel brought the firstborn. In other words, the difference between the two is Abel made a, uh, Cain thought he can just give whatever he wants to and Abel brought that what is first. Save me first. God rejected Cain because Cain brought an offering but, please listen to me, but Abel brought a first fruit offering. It's the difference between the two. Let me give you an example. I want, to, I want you to gain understanding this morning. If I borrow you my car and you drive my car around, now you drive my car around and you are now very spiritual and you come to my house and you say, you know what? I fasted for 21 days. I want to give you back your car. You are not doing me a favor. It's my car. You borrowed my car. Come on, are you guys okay? So when I come to the Lord, please look at what the Scripture says. Is everybody still with me? And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought, see this word brought, Abel brought. To bring something means somebody else is the owner. Say it again. To bring something to the Lord or to, as the word says, brought, as you bring something to the Lord, it means that somebody else is the owner and I am the custodian, I am the manager. Are you there? Based on my management, God can trust me because what you just saw here, what I just explained to you, was a trust relationship. So I give and she has a decision based on where she places a trust, how to distribute what is in her hands. Is everybody with me? A lack of management introduces poverty. Can I quickly go somewhere just for 10 seconds? Let me say that again. A lack of management introduces poverty. Because everything I have is a gift from the Lord how I manage what I have is my gift back to the Lord. The brains that you have is not yours. It was given to you. You were born with it. What you do with your brains is your gift back to the Lord. Right? 24 hours each day is God's gift to you. What you do with that 24 hours will show fruit or no fruit. But it's still a gift from God. We didn't know if we were going to wake up this morning, but we are here now because it is His gift to us today. Right now, in this moment, we have this moment. Do you understand what I'm saying? You did not, you did not wake up and decided your talents. You did not wake up and decided your gifting. None of these things. All of it is a gift to God and how you manage it becomes your gift to the Lord 
And let me say, let me stretch it further. What you do with what the Lord has given to you is the summary of the outcome of your life back to the kingdom. If you do something with what He has given you, you can multiply it. Come on, are you guys there? It has got nothing to do with opportunity. It has got everything to do with stewardship. We steward what has been given to us. I'll, I'll give you a th- just a thought here. Everything, the Bible says here, uh, and please listen just to that you can understand, um, because I want us to be, this morning for me is, is, is holy. This is, for me when it comes to first fruits, it's not, this is not jokes. It's, a, it's for me a holy moment unto the Lord. Because what we do in this morning determines a year. The danger is, is, and I've seen this so many times with people, they've been in church long enough so they learn the language. And the thing because they've been in church long enough and learned the language, then they can get away just because they got away. No, you're not getting away. And it's also not true just because you've been in church long enough. You still need to abide by the Word of the Lord and fear the Lord. Come on, are you with me? Never become familiar with the things of God. Come on, is there somebody that can say amen to that? Okay, so the, the Hebrew word for first fruit is the Greek, Hebrew word bakurim, and it means the promise to come. There's a promise that is still coming, and I hope you say amen to that. So whatever I, I'm going to give this morning now my first fruit, and as I give my first fruit to the Lord, it never leaves me. It goes to my future. Because as I sit here this morning, you and I and all the hundreds of people that are online, you and I are eternal beings. So nothing leaves us. It awaits us in the future. Oh, come on. Can I just have an amen? Romans chapter number, Romans says this, For if the first fruit be holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root be holy, so are the branches. So every, it's got everything to do with the first. Are you there? Let me use an example, another scriptural example. God takes the Israelites out of, um, out of slavery. So they get out of Egypt and He says to them, listen, I have the promised land that is waiting for you. And as the promised land is waiting for them, He says to them, I want you to go to Jericho. Jericho will be the first city that you need to take on. And you're going to win this city. You're going to win the battle. You're going to, and God promises them Jericho. It's the first one of 10 cities. Then he says, but nothing in the city may be taken. Zero. He says, everything is holy unto me. Give it to me. But then the Lord also says, all the other nine cities you can have. It belongs to you. Then the scripture goes on and the Bible tells us that the Israelites go forth and they go to Jericho. They conquer Jericho. They win Jericho. But there is an Achan in the midst. And Achan is the clever guy. He's the 2024 version of somebody that's been in church too long. He is the, I don't mean that wrong. I mean that it's just your people. People lose the fear of God. They say, no, that's for them, not for us. We're okay. No, the word of the Lord is the word of the Lord. It's for all of us. 
including me. And so the scripture says that they, they go on to the second city, which is I. And as they go to I, which is a much weaker town, by the way, much weaker army, they lose the battle. God allows them to be, to, to lose the battle. And Joshua, I think it's in Joshua 7, goes to the Lord and says, Lord, what is wrong? Why, why have we not won? What's going on? We are on the, on the process of conquering all of the cities and we're right on our way to the, to the next city. We, but we lost. What's going on? And God says, listen, there is sin in Israel. Please note that He doesn't say there is sin in Achan's tent. He says, Israel has sinned against me. Then the Bible tells us that they start to look across and they find and they, they, they go through all of these tents and they run and they, they look and they look and they look and eventually they go through all, all the tribe and they come to the last tribe and they come to the camp of Judah and they come to the tent of Achan and Joshua says to Achan, Achan, glorify the Lord your God. In other words, what you have taken from the Lord, give it back to God. And then the Scripture tells us that the, it's quite severe in the Old Testament. Thank you for Jesus. But in the Old Testament, the Bible tells us that they take Achan, they take his wife, they take his children, they take his children's children, they take everything, they put it upon an altar, they burn it in front of the Lord. That's the Bible, burn it in front of God. And then the then Scripture tells us that now the iniquity of Israel has been wiped away. Are you there? In 2024, we cannot be in love with Babylon. We are lovers of Jesus Christ. And so what we do today, how you commit yourself to the Lord, will determine the outcome. And may, may I say, say it like this? The commitment that you have is based out of an understanding of a trust relationship that is birthed out of a love relationship. So if I love the Lord and the Lord loves me and I have an understanding of that, I have no fear of my tomorrow because I'm not responsible for tomorrow. I'm responsible for today because I am not in my tomorrow. He is. But what we cannot do, we cannot have uh, these flimsical resolutions and say, Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. But then we don't. Come on, are you there? There's a, there's a consistency that needs to happen in all of our hearts that say, Lord, we love you of all of our hearts and all that is within us. And we want to stay consistent. Let me, let me say something with this. Then, then I want to ask you a question as we, just a thought. As a church, we, the church belongs to the kingdom, right? Okay. The kingdom has got no sorrow, no debt, no pain, nothing. That's not the kingdom. The kingdom is, is without these things. That's why we're contesting for the kingdom to manifest on the earth as it is in heaven. And God wants to do it through the vehicle of the church. Correct? So the church is God's 
chosen vehicle through which he wants to demonstrate the kingdom. But the church is a company of people from different tribes and backgrounds, ethnic groups and education. But all of us have a common focus and a common goal and that is to serve the Lord our God and to demonstrate His kingdom. Right? So the reason why we can sit here this morning in all different shapes and forms, especially after December, the reason why we can, and that was a joke by the way, it's because we love the Lord. Otherwise, why will you get such diversity under one roof? We are lovers of Jesus and all of us want to see the kingdom come to pass. Well, I hope that to be true. But... God wants to trust us with more. God wants to trust us with more. Let me say that again. God wants to trust us with more. But if He gets it to me, He has to get it through me without my heart shifting to what He gets to me. And the reason why I made the demonstration this morning was very simple, was so that you can understand, it is not that I, I pay the Lord, I bring to the Lord. So if a hundred rand hits my account, I bring to the Lord my ten. Because it is the Lord's responsibility to increase the ninety. God increases the 90, once again I say, on a management, and that's not the principle of what I want to teach you this morning. But what I do want to get across, let, let me ask you a question. When you came to church this morning, who of you saw long grass? Just quickly put up your hands. It's not a trick question. Who of you saw long grass all the way around us and at other places? Quickly, show me by hand. Quickly. Come guys, don't be afraid. Okay, let me ask the question again. Be honest now with me. When you came to church this morning, who of you saw places or areas that are unkept? Okay. Now here's, here's the question. Who's responsible to keep that in check? Okay. You know the answer. When you drove in here, did you see any long grass? What's the difference? Management. Something is under management and something is not. What does God increase? Management. Now, just before, just before you get too excited about what I just said, we cannot just drive past the grass because we have a responsibility. Come on, you there. But a godly picture would be like this. A godly picture is this. Whatever has hit my hand, I must be a custodian too so that I understand that one day I'm going to stand in front of the king of kings with his father on his, on his side, with the spirit of the Lord, with millions of the assembly of the saints, with millions of angels assembled together. And I will have to give a report based on the Lamb's book of life that gets open and all my deeds are written in front of the Lord and the Bible tells us according to the book of Romans 
I will have to give a factual account. What did you do in the body? To give it theologically correct, everything I've done before the Lord is under the blood. But from the time I know Jesus, I have to give a report. Because I am a slave, I am not mine, I've been bought by a price. And because I've been bought, what I do now in the body is my duty to the Lord. Oh, come on, give Jesus just so far. Are you guys, are you guys with me this morning? Is anybody catching it? So if we understand just the goodness of the Lord, just the goodness of the Lord, just the goodness of the Lord, we will have no fear to put faith in like I demonstrated for you, two, three, four, five thoughts. As I demonstrated for you, it's foolishness to keep on to the one and put my faith in the one if the source wants to supply me with more let me say it like this. The source looks at how I handle the 10. And if I don't give him the first, I tell him again, I don't need you. I'm okay. I think it's foolishness, don't you? It will be better to have, because the scripture says you can bring a dove, you can bring a goat, you can bring, no, not physical, you understand. Um, please don't bring goats. You can bring a cow. What does it mean? It means that there's different economical systems that God has trusted you with. But whatever the Lord has trusted you with, that is the system you must bring to Him. So if you only have a dove, bring the dove. If you only can afford a goat, then do the goat. If you can afford the cow, go for the cow. But the Lord is, gives us the ability to produce wealth. Come on, that's what the Bible says. I'm sorry to say, but I'm, I'm going to break the horn down here. You are not wealthy because you're bright. You are wealthy because the Lord wants you wealthy. Ask any person that has lost everything in their lives before. They thought they were clever ones. And God says, let me reduce you. Let me take you back to where you were. So that when you have again, you don't change, but you honor me. Listen, church, I'll say it like this. I'll say it teasingly. God couldn't care what you drive or where you live as long as you're happy. Couldn't care. But give to God that belongs to God. Bring it to Him. And in this morning, in our first fruit, as I, as I come to a close, the, the Scripture says the following. It says, Every tithe of the land, whether it's of seed or of the land or of the fruit of the trees, is the Lord. It is holy to the Lord. Are you with me? And by the way, I'm teaching just on one dimension on giving. I'm not talking on every dimension here this morning because there's, there's different, there's vows, there's gifts, there's offerings, there's tithing, there's first fruits that I'm speaking about right now. There's many dimensions. But one thing I do want to get across is Malachi 3, 7 to 10. And by the way, 
as I read the prophet Malachi, the prophet Malachi is not Old Testament because when we speak about Old Testament, we're speaking about the first five books of your Bible. Prophet Malachi is a prophet that's in the Old Testament, but it's not part of the Mosaic law. And Jesus makes it very clear when Jesus said that mercy, justice, don't forget these weightier things of the law, but you tithe on your mint and your cumin. Jesus says this, do that, don't stop doing that, but remember the weightier things. Are you guys with me? Look at the scripture. <laughs> oh, you see. It says this, ever since the time of your ancestors, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. But you ask, how are we to return? Will a mere mortal rob God? Yet you rob me, but you ask, how am I robbing you? In tithes and offerings. Just want to stop there. Please note the difference between robbing and stealing is this. Stealing, nobody is there. Robbing, somebody is watching you. Come on guys, are you okay? So when we take what belongs to the Lord, it means He watches us while we're taking it. Now, earlier on in the scripture, and before we go into a time of, of presenting ourselves, in Malachi 1, you find the scripture where, and it's a, for me, it's a, well, the Lord takes it very serious, but the people of Israel, they bring God these lame, half eye, skew legged animals. In other words, they're presenting a gift, but they're presenting a gift that are not honorable. There was a lot of R's there. They, it wasn't, it's not honorable. They, that, I box, but they bring it. You guys are with me. And they put the, the, the lame thing there and God looks at it in Malachi 1. He's like, what the, am I a man? That you bring that thing that it's got eyes like looking there. No, I am the Lord God. Bring me the best. I want to ask you a question. If God is a good father, which He is, which good father that is here present want the worst for your kids? Nobody. So why do we want God to heal us, but we don't want God to increase us? Why is it when we talk sometimes about these matters and people get sensitive? No, we have to talk about it because God wants you to prosper in all areas of your life. Come on church, I don't benefit of what I'm teaching you today. I'm teaching you so that you may benefit. So that the Lord puts His hand upon your life. I said of one of my friends during this week, he, he made a powerful statement. He said, he said this, he said, I've asked the Lord now to give me business so that God can channel as much through me for the kingdom of God. He said, I no longer think how much I can gather, I think how much I can give away. And it says, from the moment I've started to think like that, suddenly it's like God has opened the taps. Because now the Lord doesn't get it to me, He gets it through me. 
last, last thought, and then I want us to present ourselves. I was many, many years ago, I was, we were, I was preaching, and somebody just gave me my, a gift. And the gift was a, a I remember it's still a, a certain watch, like a, I think it was a TW Steel, yeah, it was a TW Steel watch. And it was a nice watch, it was one of my first watches that somebody gave me, and, and I remember as I had it on, and I, I was preaching away and about halfway into, my, into the message, the, the Lord said to me, he said, see that gentleman that stands there? I want you to give him your watch. Or I want you to give him the watch. And I was like, no. I said, this one? Uh-uh. Lord, I'll wear another watch. Then ask me again. But this one, No. But the Lord kept on it. He said, give it away. And at the end of the day, I can tell you not many things about that story, but the Lord saved a person through a simple gift. And thank be to God, there's many other watches that came. The, the point is, the point is simply this. Are we holding on of what was actually not even ours to start off with? Because think, look at my story. Look how quickly your heart goes. I got it as a gift. He asked me to give it away. I don't because I think I'm the possessor. No, I'm not. I'm the custodian of what I possess. Come on, guys. Are you there? As you sit here this morning, just physical, last thought. As you sit here as a physical vessel, you are a custodian of that body. Do you know that it's not God's responsibility to keep you healthy. It's your responsibility. Because you make a decision, right? Come on, guys. Don't be so holy. You decide how you want to spend that 24 hours with your, with your physical body. I want to encourage you this morning as we step into this place is that this is the holy places for me. Because I'm saying to the Lord, Lord, I'm bringing you my very best so that I can try and bringing you my best. I'm telling you, I'm trusting you for a year. I think it's a good, it's a good heart to heart fearing God matter. Lord, I'm bringing to you because the promise is in your hand. I want to encourage you this morning is that we understand that we must not make the Aiken mistake to take what is the Lord's. Two, we must not make the Cain mistake to bring what we think we must, but we're not bringing the first. And I'll say it because it's true, even in my own family's life, when every one of my children were born. We didn't wait for a day to celebrate them, though we have, I understand we do baby dedications and all of that. That's important and we must do that to celebrate children. But as my children were born, as they came out of the womb, I dedicated them to the Lord. Right there in that ward or in that theater. Why? Because they were first. So as my firstborn came out, we dedicated it to the Lord. 
and so have all the others. Why? We need the Lord to understand. We understand. And we need the Lord to, to trust us that the Lord knows. We understand our children is a gift to us and we give them back to you. They came from you. You have given them to us. Now we give them back to you. And now help us to train them in your ways that they may honor you and thank you for trusting us with beautiful children which we can train up to honor you. You're getting the picture. I am the custodian. You are a custodian. Amen and amen. And so what I want to do at this stage, and I say it again, these are holy moments. I want us as families to come today and to say, Lord, we bring our first fruits unto you. We present ourselves and our families to you, O oh God. And we give it to you as we bring ourselves and what we have to you. Are you there? And as we do so, may I, may I pray that the fear of the Lord may be restored in our hearts that we may understand what we are doing. And at this stage, what I want to do, I want to pray for us as a church. We've been doing this for, I think, six years, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm telling you, every year we've done it, we have seen increase because we place God first. Come on, church. I want everybody to stand. And as we stand, I want you, I'm going to pray for all of us as, your, as His representative here. And as we're going to bring our first fruits of the Lord now, that we can do so out of reverent fear unto the Lord. So let's pray together. I'm going to pray for you. Father, I thank you that in this day right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we come before you, O God. And Lord, as we present our first fruits to you this morning, I pray, Lord Jesus, that we can do so with reverent fear. Father, I thank you for each man and woman that are here and as families that I see that are here. And I pray as they represent themselves before you, O God, May they know that they must place you first. Father, I pray as they present their, their first fruits to you, that you'll put your hand upon them, Lord, that you'll seal off their year and that you will contain it because the promise stands sure. Father, I want to pray right now that as they present their gifts, Father, that we can say, Lord, that the promise is sure. In Jesus' name. Father, thank you for seeing the acts of our hearts and the acts of our lives as holy unto you in this moment. In the name of Jesus the Christ, we pray. And all of empower say, Amen and Amen. What I want us to do is at this moment, there is the giving places is all around the church and will come online as well on the screens and everything. I want you to go as families, and if you are here as husband and wife, to go and present your gifts to the Lord. And as you do, say, Lord, here am I. I present my first fruit to you. 
in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I'm going to give you ample time, church. You can do so now. You're welcome here in the front. You can do it there at the back. There at the back is also a place here on the front to my left-hand side. There to the eastern side of the church. Let's do so now. Thank you so much.